You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Hello, welcome everybody to the podcast, The Uncommon Podcast. I'm going to be your host, Philip Ramsey, and I'm Ryan Garvey. And Ryan Garvey. Wow. Feels good. Uh, one, this is obviously new. So we want to talk about what in the world is this podcast? Why are we starting it? What is going on? And why would I want to listen to it? I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that you're going to want to listen to. But okay, let's talk about the mission of this podcast. Yeah, hit him with the mission. Go so, ahead, Ryan. The Uncommon Podcast celebrates men and women who are walking their uncommon path in life. They are individuals who are thriving in their roles as spouses, parents, and friends. They are high performers in their vocations as well as in their health and fitness. They practice radical stewardship and generosity with their time, talents, and finances. And ultimately, they strive to glorify God in all their endeavors. And so this podcast really is a platform for these amazing individuals to share their stories and to encourage and inspire you to take action and walk your own uncommon path. The Uncommon is a community, a movement of men and women who pursue lives of accountability, authenticity, and impact. Man, boom! If I can't think of one thing, I the world needs more now than that. I can't even think. Like this, this is the reason why I get excited. Right, is to have a different perspective on life. And there are many people out there that are inspiring me to do that right now. And I, I just need this. So this is mainly for for <laughs> Ryan and I. Uh, it's obviously a passion project. Um, and so what we wanted to do is like, who in the world are we? Yeah. If you've never heard of us, uh, you should have always heard about Ryan Garvey. He's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and so we have kind of a policy that we can't write our own bios. So uh, Ryan and I have written our own bios and full disclosure, uh, I forgot that we were doing this. So I had to write this bio pretty quickly. Uh, and Ryan has spent- He was some, up all night. <laughs> I wish that was the case. And it would have been a lot better- uh, I better go probably first is kind of what I'm thinking because <laughs> yeah, you don't want to follow me. Yeah, I have a feeling. <laughs> so let me go first, uh, giving you kind of like an insight of the Ryan Garvey. Like how I did that. Oh man, that was nice. Uh, married to the love of his life, Victoria. They have two amazing kids, George and Eamon. Uh, they live in a suburb of Des Moines, Iowa, and he is passionate about many things, personal finance, being an amazing husband and father and competing in almost anything that he can compete in. He loves it. <laughs> Uh, he loves the Lord and is active in his church. He knows who he is and is confident out of humility and genuine love. If there's anyone you want to be on your ultimate fizzry team, it's Ryan Garvey. That's my man, Ryan Garvey. I'll probably yell at you, but it'll be out of love as well. It will be. <laughs> it will be. Awesome. Well, thank you for that intro. That was that was great. Are you ready for mine? <laughs> I don't know. Can we just skip it? Just no, no, no. <laughs> you'll, you'll want to hear it. You'll want to hear it. I'm just going to lay it on thick. So... There's a lot I could say about Phil. I could talk about his faith, his family, his competitive nature, which is rivaled only by my own, and how he possesses virtually every board game ever created. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but as I as I really took time 
to stop and really consider the Phil that I've had the privilege to get to know over the past few years. I really wanted to distill his his essence, if you will, oh, man. <laughs> down to what I've observed as one of his superpowers. So if you're familiar with Malcolm Gladwell, uh, his classic bestseller, The Tipping Point, in it he writes on the different archetypes of people, one of these being the connector. And so connectors make change happen through people. They galvanize people. They're natural hubs. They're just kind of the type of person that seems to know everyone. Hmm. And I would say Phil Philip Ramsey is a connector. It's not just that he knows a ton of people. His network is wide, but what's truly impressive is that his relationships are deep. And so Philip is someone who wants to be a true friend to everyone. So if you're listening to this and you're not friends with Phil yet, it's only because you haven't met him. So give it time because he has a very unique set of skills. He will find you and he will befriend <laughs> yeah. you. That's my uh, Liam Neeson. That's good. That's good. I know exactly why. <laughs> so I'll just end by saying when I met Phil six or so years ago playing Ultimate Frisbee, I quickly realized that he was someone that others are really naturally drawn to. And so he, yeah, he possesses a natural charm and charisma, but he also gives people a strong sense of dignity by truly seeing them and, and understanding them. And I think that's rare in a person. So um, I just decided, well, I should try to be around Phil as much as I can. So I consider myself very blessed to be able to work with you and call you a friend and, and now uh, jump into this this podcast together. So there you go. It's good. Mic drop. Yeah. So that's where we met is <laughs> Ultimate Frisbee, right? For sure. Yeah. And uh, I think your brother came first. Yep. Jordan. Yep. Jordan was the, the gateway for yep. me to... And then, I mean, this has been seven years ago. I mean, it's been a yeah. long time yeah. that we've been playing Ultimate Frisbee together. Here's another thing. So, one, thank you for that. That was amazing. I feel like I need to rewrite mine. I'll get you another one. Right. This is going to be better. Because <laughs> uh, I hate to be one up. Episode two. Yes, exactly. Uh, but this is why, and you mentioned board games uh, in Ultimate Frisbee. But I ultimately love things like this where you can get a little glimpse of people's personality because yep. it's just like, it's kind of an out, like you're not really focusing on it, like a board game or ultimate Frisbee, like your true character comes out. Yep. And even if you're upset, it's very interesting to see like how people interpret that. And I love competitive stuff because you can see that. And then you can also like, okay, we, we know what to work on. Like even, even myself, like Ryan and I hold each other accountable. Like, Hey, we can't really be crazy let's just say that <laughs> we can't we can't hurt our testimony on the ultimate frisbee yeah, field we want to represent christ well, that sure. being said you can be authentic yeah. in it and and that's the thing that i think is the greatest thing for me is watching people compete in a board game stupid or ultimate frisbee or any kind of competitive team you can see how they when adversity hits them how does that kind of like change and how mm -hmm. does their internal character come out so that's what i love about it but okay uh great job uh, better I than mine. So uh, two points for Ryan, zero points for Philip. <laughs> Let's go to um, some questions. So for us to just to really dive into uh, who we are, and hopefully this is kind of fun for you guys to listen to, to get a little bit more of our personality. We wrote five questions to each one of us. We don't know what our questions are. Mm -hmm. I actually did think about these pretty quickly. This was about two days ago. So these are actually better <laughs> than the bio. I can't wait to we'll ask see. these questions. <laughs> uh, I feel like it's like a dad joke and we can't laugh or anything. But okay. So who wants to go first? Go for it. Fire right. away. All right. Name a time in your life where you had to take ownership for a failure that you did. Oh, man. Uh, that's like every day. <laughs> Whether or not I take ownership of it yes. is, is another question. Um, how much time do you got? 
Let me think here. You would think this would come a lot easier. <laughs> They're all like this, man. I think they get harder. <laughs> I knew I knew that your questions were going to be super tricky. Name a time that I took ownership of a failure. Man, we should get my wife on the line because she would have. That's actually she would fun. Have, <laughs> That's phone fun. phone a friend. <laughs> Episode Let three. me. Can I think on this one? Yeah. And we'll all uh, yeah. punt it. Okay. And then you can. You want to fire another one my way? Oh, you want to just? How about you give one to me so I don't have all these? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not just a deer in headlights. All right. Start. Start. Because I'm merciful. I'm going to start you <laughs> off with an easy one. <laughs> so what is number one on your bucket list? Oh man, I'm really hyped up right now. And you and I talked before the podcast of. How do you raise, I have three children, by the way. Uh, I have a daughter who's 13 currently. I have a son who's 12 and then another son that's nine. And so how do you raise children to one, like be authentic, be themselves, but like love the Lord and follow in, in, in the path that, that we have chose for them. And, and then having like, I just have, I have a lot of people in my life and there's some of them are man childs. And like, that is like my worst nightmare to raise a man child. And so how can you raise kids that are good at being a man, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's different of being good men. Like we want to raise the good men, but we also want to raise just a man that's good at being a man, mm-hmm. you know? Like, what does that mean? Like be respectful, you know, be hardworking, be intentional mm-hmm. and have good character. Um, and so, that's that's kind of what I would say my bucket list right now is, is how do you be so intentional with your children that it's attractive to grow up and be good at being an individual or mm-hmm. like a Christ follower, but not like this unauthentic Christ follower, but like a real authentic, like, no, I'm, I'm in the trenches right now. Like I'm failing at life yeah. and this is what God's teaching me. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm, my bucket list now is, is like, how do you pour into your children so they can go out and impact the world in a unique way? That would be my bucket list now. Uh, and then trying to be intentional with that every day. Okay. And maybe not every day. Maybe that's like a too lofty of a goal, but having one-on-one time. So like my thing that I'm trying to, or I'm having some guys around me hold me accountable to is having individual time with each one of my children every week and then kind of rotate. So this week is my middle child, Beckham. So, uh, and just making sure I'm holding myself to that and, and, and pouring into Beckham this week. And then next week it's Oakley, my youngest. And then the, the week after that's Larray, my, my mm-hmm. oldest daughter. And so that's my bucket list right now. It's not about really me. It's about my children and how to pour into them. That's my answer. It's a great answer. Very, very selfless answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I could totally change that up to be like, I want to ski or somewhere. I don't know. That's number five. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, Put your kids above skiing. Such a good, guy. good question. Good question. Okay. I'm still thinking on the on the failure one. I haven't forgot about it. I know you haven't. Maybe Do you want my... me to keep going? Yeah. Okay. We'll go to another one. Okay. What would you say your parenting superpower is? Okay. See, this is something. Yeah. Okay. Wait. 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 I can I... talk about the great things about me. <laughs> wait. Were you going to switch gears? No. 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 Because I got another one kind of on the same vein, but I'll let you answer this one. Superpower. First. Okay. So yeah. For context, my wife and I, we have a two-year-old son, Eamon, and a uh, seven-month-old son, George. So, superpower. Um, And full disclosure, obviously, I'm not a perfect father by any means. But I would just say, it sounds kind of like a cop-out, but I just love being a dad. Um, So, I'm just really focused on trying to be present in every moment, 
even during the chaos when our two-year-old's melting down. Mm. Um, Or if it's just a lull time and they're playing in the playroom and I'm kind of there chaperoning, uh, (laughs) making sure like they don't fall over or hit their heads or anything. So it'd be really easy to be on my phone, but I'm trying to Mm. put the phone away and and get down on the floor and, and crawl around with them and play with the toys. And so I think just... A lot of most parents, they'd say they want to be present, mm-hmm. but I'd push it even further. Of like, you don't just want to be there; you want to be like in the mix, and mm-hmm. you want to be um, engaging with them. So, yeah, I'm just I love being being a dad. I love love my boys and love seeing the the new things that they're learning each day. Whether it's aiming and he's picking up different words, so I got to watch what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. Or if it's just George crawling around and like celebrating that, even though he can't understand what I'm saying, but he, right. he can, he can understand, you know, facial expressions and tone yeah. and things like that. So, right. Yeah. I love living through your kids and like getting like a second view of different things. Cause you see the perspective of your children of like, we're going to the park, you know, like this is going to be amazing. Yep. <laughs> and your kids get excited and you get excited. And you can see that uh, it's just super fun. Yeah, it's, in a it's good a place. beautiful thing for sure. Sure is. That's no, a good question. Uh, all right, my second question is: If you could take a class on any subject or skill, what would you choose? Ah, uh, leadership is kind of like my—I love it. I just love leadership. I love to observe it. I love to just study it and realize how big of a failure I am. But uh, so I—I I would say leadership. But like, if I'm really gonna like be practical, I found that I love to learn and then apply. So like guitar, like, okay, like a guitar lesson I've taken in the past. But like, you know, younger when you're just like, do I really like this? Yeah. Now I think I'd have a d- different intention with it. Um, or like, I don't know if I want to do this, but like maybe being like a pilot. Like, there's a okay. lot that has to go into it. But then I have a friend named Marco uh, that flew, and uh, I took him down to Kansas City had this whole thing. It was really kind of fun. He hadn't flown for a while, has his pilot license and, uh, had this little thing and we, we went flying. Anyway, I was up there. I was in the back. He did amazing. But then it came to this point where like, you have to, uh, talk to the, the tower, mm-hmm. the air tower, whatever you call it. What is that? Air traffic control. Air traffic control. Holy yeah. cow, friends. It's a whole different language. And I told Marco, <laughs> like, I thought I'd want to be a pilot, but then I heard your, your voice and like, you went into this whole nother level. Neeson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, I can do that. I can't do that. Like, I just know myself. So, so uh, leadership, uh, guitar, or if I'm like really like shooting it, I'm going for the pilot because there is like this like brotherhood of pilots that like, I just want to be part of the cool. Now you're just getting into Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) You talking about uncommon. Okay. All right. That was a great question. Sweet. Good job. All right. Here we go. So this next question I'm going to preface. So I lead a Bible study, have been doing it for, I think, man, it's been a while. One of the people that were underneath us or like in our group, I should say, him and his wife were ready to lead their own group. So excited about it. Took him out for coffee. His name's Will Mitchell, rock star. And I asked him, Hey, What's, what's something you're going to do different with your connection group? He's like, oh, no, what, what did I say? What could I do something? What could I do different in my, you know, in our group okay. to make it better? And he said nothing. And he's like, I can't think of anything. I just love it. And I was like, okay, change it up. I said, what are you going to do different in your connection group? And he like, yeah, so I could have done a million things. <laughs> it was the best feedback I ever heard. Yeah. You know, it, and, and I just had to ask it a little bit different way. Yeah, you reframed it. That's reframed awesome. it. And like, I got to like 
oh, the wisdom that was coming out of his mouth. I was like, oh man. So obviously he had things that he wanted to do different, yep. uh, but he didn't want to bash me in the process. And so I want to preface this question like that. Okay. okay? So Uh-oh. what would you do different than your parents and how they parented you and Jordan? Yeah. Um, and we have a sister, Marin, but yeah. Oh, I didn't know you, that. You haven't met her. Yeah, right. she's great. She watches our, our boys. Yeah. Oh. Shout out, Marin. Um, what would I do different than my parents? Well, yeah. So as over the past couple of years, as I've been exploring, you know, just this personal growth journey of my own, it's obviously easier for me to think more so along the lines of like, what, what do I want to do different as like a father and a husband? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'll, I'll approach it in that way. Um, my dad, and to preface my answer, my dad is an uh, amazing dad and he and my mom are still married and I don't know how many years, but it's a good, good amount of years. Actually, I do know because I just turned 33. So they've been married 34 years. So he was a great dad, very present. He's a school teacher. And so I just remember growing up and having the summers with him. Um, but I think looking back on it and, and I've had some conversations with him, I just want to be more intentional with my boys getting beneath the surface of their lives. Mm. Uh, yes, I want to be a friend with them, but I also don't want to shy away from the struggles that I know they'll be facing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I want to play games with them and basketball and, and have that strong friendship, but I want to use that friendship as, as a, you know, cultivating just a safe space to right. just kind of dig beneath the surface and, you know, lovingly push them not into things I want them to do, but really to be fearless to explore the things that that they want to do and encourage them to try things and fail and know like as long as you're learning from failure, there's really no such thing. So, yeah, I would say just being being intentional with with my boys um, and just model. I mean, the most important thing is just modeling Christ to them in mm-hmm. the way that I love my wife and the way that I discipline them the you know the way i treat all types of people um as we come into contact whether they're friends or neighbors or the person Mm -hmm. on the side of the road so yeah just modeling modeling christ to them it's good it's good yeah that's that's now now i said that live so you gotta hold me (laughs) that's right (laughs) no going back um let's see all right so this kind of gets into like marriage and and legacy so this will be a fun one And I don't take credit for this question. I've heard it asked on a different show, but I really like it. So, Philip, if you visualize 30 to 40 years from now, you don't have to say how old you'll be. Yeah, 70. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Let's say you and your wife, Erin, are sitting on your porch or just a comfy spot. You're enjoying a glass of wine or whatever, whatever beverage you prefer. And you guys are just reflecting back on your life. Like, Uh. what do you think you guys are toasting to? Like, what's one thing that you're just celebrating? Mm. Uh, that we kept each other like a focus that we were best friends through the process and that to me is a huge thing that's uncommon you know like oh my old ball and chain like i I never want to be that way and and my wife is amazing and almost so much that like i don't think that she could do wrong like if she told me like hey i i killed somebody i'd be like "Ooh, they had it coming (laughs) to i'm like how can i help you know uh so so that's the kind of thing that I wish that we always like keep a focus and that we can look back and no matter what the craziness of life, 
we were best friends through it. And, and we love each other. We love who we're changing and evolving to. Like that's something that, man, I wish that somebody, you don't really know who you marry. And I've seen that with countless of people in my life. You know, men usually marry women, so they never change. And women usually marry men. So they see so much potential and they change. And no, the truth is like you both are changing, Mm -hmm. evolving. And, and so I think we'd be toasting to who we became together as one uh, and, and that we were best friends in the process. That would be. That's awesome. It's a good question. Absolutely. All right. Biggest repeatable argument that you and Victoria are are like, <laughs> like getting <laughs> upset about. Oh, man. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> um, Here's the deal. Like, why are we asking these questions? One, because it's authentic. Exactly. Right? We're not perfect. We aren't perfect. <laughs> and two, I think there's something that, is attractive about people who are just like, Oh, like this is, this is what we kind of keep coming back to and like, help me process through this. And, and this is what I think is uncommon about definitely you and I is we have a community that cares, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just that we're doing this life together and how different that perspective is for somebody who's on an Island right now. And especially this is post COVID. This is all this other stuff. There's a lot of people who are isolated and they feel like that's the only thing they didn't do. They're trying to have this internal like reflection and mm-hmm. they have nobody to process through this stuff. And this is why it's so important because this life is hard. This yep. life is hard and it's real. Yep. And if you don't have people to be able to bounce ideas off of or to process through this stuff or to ask these questions, yep. I'm telling you, like, you got to get that community. It's important and it's valuable. Yep. No, I, gr- I grumble, but I am thankful for the question for sure. So I appreciate you asking. <laughs> and it. it's on record. Awesome. <laughs> Great job, Philip. <laughs> um, well, I am blessed in that my wife and I, we, we really don't. I mean, we've been married, it'll be four years in September. And so, yeah, we have had a, a great marriage thus far. And yeah, we fight like all couples do. But I wouldn't say we've had any knockdown, drag out fights. And there aren't a lot of consistent things that come up. If anything, it's because my tone was bad. Yep. That's something yep. that is a a flaw of mine in the area where I need to work. So I think with any marriage, whether you've been married four years or 40, you still battle the expectations mm-hmm. of your uh, spouse and, and their expectations of you. And when those aren't inevitably met um, as well as just lack of communication. So I would say if there, if there are any fights that we have, it's usually because I've responded to, her just in an unloving way and mm. have been you know i as philip can attest to you get me on that ultimate field uh i have a temper and um it can flare up easily and it's something that i do like i do have to ask for accountability in and whether that's from my wife or from other just good brothers um so that's kind of the thing that that can flare up from time to time but for the most part i think just by putting in the work like we we maintain pretty consistent devotional times together That's and good. just through our own pursuit of, of growth, personal growth, like we're able to, in a healthy way, I think work through these disputes and conflicts. So yeah, we, we read a lot of marriage books early That's on. Good. So I think a lot of that stuck thankfully and we're able to kind of draw on those right. tools when we need them. But yeah, we still, 
have a long way to go and right. it'll be a lifelong journey. This is a challenge I always ask people who are newlyweds is try to figure out how to love the other person through an argument or a fight. And for, for, for us, for Aaron and I, I found out early that if I raise my voice, I call it getting passionate. She calls <laughs> it getting yelled at, uh, that I, that's how I can love my wife through a fight. Like just never raise my voice. Yeah. And that's been, ah, oh, man, yeah, that was been super helpful in our marriage yep. of, okay, hey, we have a disagreement. Don't raise your voice, Philip. Don't get passionate. Yep. <laughs> just just talk through it. Like, let's let's talk through this and in, in your emotions. So that's really good. Yeah. And also knowing, like, as if you're a husband or a wife, like, knowing, like, you have the most intimate relationship with your spouse. So what you think and say about them has the most weight. And so your words can, even if your tone isn't, you're not yelling, but you could say, the one thing that you know will hurt them the most. Oh yeah. So right. the words can cut like a knife and they can, oh, for they sure. can heal as well. Right. So And like I love this thing in the Bible of like you are one. So like how are you talking to your spouse? And what does that say about you, mm-hmm. not them? It's really interesting when you look at it that way. Super uncommon perspective, but yeah. kind of neat. Great, great question. Okay. Good, good, good. Um yeah, wrapping up. I like this one too. So at the end of your life, Philip, if you're Loved ones had to describe you with one word. What word would you hope they would choose and why? Oh, dang it. These one word things are tough. Uh, yeah. Um, maybe, oh man, I'm going to go with authentic. Uh, cause I, I just, I really value when people, like people are always asked, like, is this, is he always like this? Mm. <laughs> and the answer is like, not always. But if he's not, you're going to know it. Like he's going to, you're going to know there's no really gray area with Philip. It's either he's in a really good mood or like, Ooh, I'm off today, you know, and, and I'll say it to people. And so authentic is something that I think is very attractive when there's so many people out there that are unauthentic or trying to convey this perfect lifestyle, yeah. this Facebook fairy tale. Yep. And I'll tell you, I, I'm pretty authentic and, and I hope that people understand like, Hey, Philip wasn't perfect by any stretch, but he was truthful and honest in the process. And he will tell you that if he wasn't. So that'd be my word. That's a great word, man. Yeah. I think when you strive to live an authentic life, you invite, um, accountability, you invite relationships with people that are going to tell you hard truths and, Mm. and not be yes, men and not nod to everything you say, but really like push back on some things. And that's when you can really grow and, and have, light healthy light shine on kind right. of the darkness within you and have that be exposed it's good yeah isn't it weird like when you first like this is for me when i was single i was like oh i'm perfect this is great and then you get married and you're like oh wait wait a second maybe i'm not perfect because now you have this person who's living with you and like you're not perfect okay then you have children and it's like the ultimate like mic like microscope yeah. of like oh wow i am really <laughs> flawed but it's neat how you're, I think God does this for, at least for me and soften mm-hmm. my heart of this like prideful child. And then this person who's now like, oh man, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Yeah. And definitely humbled with the amount of sin in my life and the ways that I have failed and, and want to learn from them and want to ask other people that are good at them to help me with that. So yeah. I think it's great. Okay. My last question cool. for you. Fire away. What keeps you up at night? Like, what do you think about? Yeah. Oh man. Um, my bladder. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thoughts that keep me up at night. I think just not even so much a fear, but just a preoccupation with, am I 
you know, living out my true potential, whatever that means, however Mm. I define it, but just kind of like at times when you feel like you're kind of stuck in a rut or whether it's work or if it's marriage or, or financial, or maybe it's your, your health, just things from time to time that creep in and you're like, man, I know I'm not living this area out in the best way. And so I think that's, it's kind of good that it can wake you up. Mm -hmm. It's not something that obviously you want to obsess over, but it's just like, how do I then take the the right proactive steps to, to improve in this? Mm -hmm. So I don't know that, I mean, I I'm lucky that I don't have anything specific that's keeping me up at night. Um, but those, those thoughts creep in from time to time of just like, or if it's even just like, I'm, you know, I'm struggling in a relationship, whether with a friend or, or just even just some moral failings on my own. Um, yeah, thank God he's faithful to convict and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can repent and his mercy is new and there's, yeah, each, each day is a, a new day and a new opportunity. So it's good. Yeah. I got one more for you. All right. So this is like a bonus question, but. Okay. And yeah, we are, we, we are asking these ones like with one word. <laughs> so if you would distill your parenting down to the most important lesson that you could teach your kids, um, what lesson would that be? Mm. And I know it's probably different from, from kid to kid, but. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Integrity. I think I would say. Yeah. Like being a man of your word. Like if you're not, if if, if your word means nothing to people, mm-hmm. who, what are you doing? Yeah. Like if you say you're going to do something, you follow through. And, and again, you're going to have failures, but then talking through those of like, Hey, I said I was going to do this. I recognize I said I was going to do this. It's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> or, or I see some challenges. Let's talk through this before it actually hits. That to me is integrity yeah. and, and trying to be a man of your word, because as soon as you have solid integrity people seem to carry this weight of like okay when they say something they mean it yep. and that is so different and uncommon in this world and it's just like oh it's just business no no it isn't Does that makes sense like it's just your word and if you don't have integrity what do you have like i have a lot of money okay <laughs> <laughs> so i think integrity is what i would yeah. try to instill in my children just to take ownership yep and and have integrity in this life because that's a huge thing. So be my Yeah. Be my. Really sets you apart when you own your shortcomings and your failures. And on that note, I owe you an answer to the first okay. question. And we're back. So you gave me time I to forgot. think. I forgot about <laughs> Dang, it. Dang, I was off the hook. <laughs> uh, I mean, certainly I could spend more time and think of probably better examples. Luckily, like as I was really trying to jog my memory, I couldn't come up with anything in recent history that was like terrible. So I'm happy about that. (laughs) But if I, let's say I, I'll give you kind of two examples. If I jump back to my high school years, I was pretty rebellious. Um, Really, I wasn't walking with the Lord. I wouldn't even, I don't know. We could get into the conversation of was I, or wasn't I, you know, a Christian, but yeah, just um, a lot of partying and, on more than one occasion drove impaired and uh kind of didn't ever get in like a full-on crash but backed my dad my mom and dad's car into like a telephone pole and then also like hit another car so yeah you talk about having to own up to that um and one of those 
I didn't even own up till till the next day because I forgot, and so I was wow. actually woken up by my dad. Wow! And wanting to know why the back of his car was smashed up, and then it all just came rushing back. I was like, I thought that was a nightmare, and now I'm living it. Oh man! So. Yeah, let that be just a lesson to you, Eamon and George, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> but then I would say just in more recent years, like we've talked about Ultimate Frisbee, like there have been times where I've just had to apologize to guys for, you know, letting my temper get the most of me and, and swearing and um, just not representing Christ at all. And that and I've told Philip this, like I listened to James chapter three before every Wednesday because I need that refresher of like, the power of the tongue, you know, right. life and death. Right. And just going going into a competition knowing like, hey, you be thankful that you get to run around and do like have stuff. these friends. And right. like what's more important that you win or don't make any mistakes or that you build up these these men that you're doing life with. And so mm-hmm. for whatever reason though, there's just days where it's like something snaps and like it's like a you kind of black out. <laughs> so, right, right, right. But, um yeah no, that's an uh, area where i still fail from time to times and, and need to just confess and repent and turn from so that's good yeah well we hope that you enjoyed this first episode and we do really want to give you an uncommon perspective of whatever thing that you're dealing with and i know when people have done that in my life it has been life-changing for me just to see it in a different perspective and see like how much impact that can be for me and so whatever you're dealing with we do, and I love this in the beginning. You said that we uh, we want to be a movement in the community of men and women who pursue their lives of accountability, authenticity, and impact. Because that's the thing. We want to impact other people. And, and so we hope that this is not only a platform for you to get a different perspective or get authentic two guys hanging out, uh, but also that will give you more and more things to grab your arms around and to be able to live your own uncommon life. And so thanks for listening yeah thank you been a fun been a fun show yeah here we go (laughs) we'll see you next time absolutely you've been listening to the uncommon podcast thanks for listening have a great day